Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Struggle Hunters. <laughs> uh, doing the late night talk show thing. Yeah. Where they're like, uh huh. <laughs> Act like we got some important stuff yeah, going right? on. And- I've always, I've always used my imagination there, and I always figured like he like leaned in. He's like, I really hate you right now. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I always kind of, kind of thought that. <laughs> I guess we'll, we kind of know now, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, welcome to the Struggling Hunters podcast. Um, we appreciate you tuning in and and uh, listening to us. Uh, we're at episode 123 of our podcast edition. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, we're the Struggling Hunters. It consists of Eric over here. Hey, guys. And then the, I'm Joe. Uh, and again, for... Uh, those that don't know, we've recently been able to be be together more often. Uh, just giving you a quick little background. I've recently moved from Utah to Colorado and uh, to be closer to Eric over here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> the Struggling Hunters, we get into hunting topics. This is the Brokeback Mountain edition. <laughs> we've been able to get closer. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch my P's and Q's. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So you know, hunting's one of the things that we like doing, and uh, we tried doing a podcast, and so we're going down, getting ready for this upcoming elk hunt. Yeah, and in doing so, we've been reading um, regulations and and whatnot because there's we you know Eric is participating this year, and I I'm still on the fence, but. In Colorado, you can have two tags at once. Not two. Well, I don't, I'm sure you can get two elk tags somehow, but you can hunt two different species during the same hunt. I think you can do three actually because of uh, turkey. Oh, I think you're right. But I, I, I never really and do then the fall turkey because I'm. If you have your tag too, you can hunt coyotes. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. So you can. Yeah, you can during the season. If you really wanted to, you could get all kinds of hunting in. Yeah. You basically never come home again. Correct. For the whole yeah. month of September. Yeah. 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 We'll see you later. Yep. All right. That's <laughs> great show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, we were talking about getting prepped and, and like we've, you know, kind of everybody does. You go through, read through the, the proclamation regs and whatnot for the states that you're in and me being new to Colorado uh, I've known some of them, and then uh, as I've been getting ready to not I, well, yeah, ready trying to get my residency moved into Colorado, be able to buy a Colorado elk tag. I've uh, spent not a lot of time, but just you know a couple of minutes over this last week trying to get my residency and my elk tag. And while doing so, there was a guy in front of me in line that uh, <clears throat> that goes asking the lady kind of what the regs were on bear hunting. And uh, he was <laughs> he was pretty passionate about it, and uh, he he was trying to make himself make it easy for himself. Meaning, so he goes he goes I got to have this bear that I I know know where it's at. It's in a there's this berry patch, and uh, I've been watching them all year, and uh, but it's gonna take me two days to get the bear out. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I'm thinking as I'm sitting there listening to the story, and he goes, "Do I have 
to bring the hideout. And I was like, ooh, I do not know anything. You know, he, he wasn't talking to me, but he was talking to the lady behind the counter. And, uh, and I, I could, I, I was trying to answer the questions as, you know, he was talking and I had no clue. And, and she's like, oh yeah, you got to bring the hideout. It needs to be inspected within like, I think it's the, I think the regs say five days. Five days. Yeah. So, and, uh, he's like, I want to minimize my weight because it's going to take me two days to pack the, 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 the meat out. And, uh. And she's like, well, no, it needs to be inspected, which I know I kind of thought that I, I read the reg saying it needed it, but I didn't look into any deeper as to why that was needed. No, excuse me. <clears throat> but it's, if you haven't had it inspected within five days, you become a law breaking citizen. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't get bring, it. bring in the hide yeah. in the head. Yeah. Uh, is there, hold on, I'm trying to read this. Uh, is it illegal to become, does it really explain why they no want to see the head in the hide? <clears throat> no, well, they take the head because they pull the tooth out. Like, they have okay. to pull the tooth out of the head. Okay. And they send that in for um, analysis of some sorts. Do you know why the hide, though? Nope. Nope. And what's the analysis? Well, I'm sure age... And I think it's probably just for age. I don't know what. So else. is it more of a for their scientific like data? Yeah. So they can. Yeah. Gotcha. Probably see with the overall health of the bear. What not? Because it doesn't say in the. So I mean I. Um. Or I'm not seeing it anyways. Um. Yeah, because it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't really uh, like identify why why it has to be that way, because most of these laws, you know, usually have a a reason why. So I was kind of right, kind of curious, but it doesn't really explain it there. And until you started talking about it more, I didn't think about <laughs> trying to look it up before the podcast. I would have done that before the podcast if if I would have thought about that. But maybe maybe I'll write that down. And uh, next time, try to try to get more of a definition of why they want the hide and skull mm. whenever they only take the tooth. Right. That that's that's what I'm trying to get at is is uh, why I guess maybe it's to identify that it is that bear. So if the skull and the or the head and the hide is together, because if you just brought in any old bear skull, <laughs> right. Without the hide, then they'd be like, well, is this the one that you actually... I don't know. It, I think it gets tricky. That's what sucks about, like, all these rules are put in place because idiots try to uh, break the law, right? <laughs> right. And so it's like, well, if idiots didn't wasn't doing dumb stuff, then we wouldn't have to do all these processes. But, you know, it is what it is, and you got to do what you got to do. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that... Like whenever, especially with rules and stuff, you know, and somebody makes a rule to make a rule, I'm like, well, why, 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 why do we gotta do an extra step? I mean, is this because you're trying to trying to be somebody, or is this an right. actual thing that like is a safety issue, or you know what I mean? So uh, 
So yeah, I'm real curious of why you gotta do it. I mean, I I, I think I'm kind of putting it together of why, but uh, it's very yeah. interesting that you have to do that whole process, bring the hide, the head, and then so they. But then all they do is pull a tooth. And it's like, well, why couldn't you just give them a tooth? I feel like I see the complications there. Right. You could just pull it, but I don't know. I mean, you couldn't just go to Yogi Bear and pull his tooth, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, so, I mean, that it's not like you could go to any bear and be like, hey, I, I don't want to kill you, but I just want your tooth. But, but, uh, I don't well, know. I, sure they might take like measurements and stuff off the skull, too, because like I know like bobcats and stuff in Utah, if you, uh, if you got a bobcat, you'd have to take it in. I think they pull a tooth and they take like measurements and stuff. Oh, 10 4. Okay. So, well, well, this was starting to make more sense. So I, I got my bear tag to explain to everybody. I got my bear tag this year. Uh, this is my first bear tag that I've ever gotten. Has gotten the word? Ever, ever. Gotten? Ever possessed. Possessed. Anyway, um, it's my first bear tag that I've ever had. And so. Uh, I'm I'm a little little fuzzy on all the rules too. Actually, I didn't know that until you told me the story about the guy in front of you talking about bringing the bear in. I didn't know that. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get a bear, and you know, I mean, I yeah, I'll bring the head down or whatever. Because actually, I was wondering that too. I'm like, do I want to do a carpet <laughs> if I get a bear? Right. So, um, or a rug rather, but uh, carpet, <laughs> yeah, bear carpet. <laughs> it's a big bear. <laughs> But no, I was like, I was like, do I want to do a bear bear rug, or you know, if I end up getting a bear, which I don't know if I'll do or not, because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to if it's my first bear, but right. but uh, I don't know if I'm gonna or not. But uh, anyway, I uh, yeah, until you said that, I was like, I I never, you know, I probably would have found it whenever I was reading through the regs because. It wasn't necessarily a spur of the moment to get the bear tag, but it kind of was at the same time because I was like, I don't know if I'm getting it. And then I'm like, you know what? I saw a bear last year whenever whenever I was hunting for elk, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And that way, if I see a bear, I can legally shoot it. So Right. So anyways, yeah. So I haven't done a whole lot of research in the... In the... Uh, bear world. Bear world. So it's good to know, though. You know, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast today is uh to you know talk about a few things that people don't know about some of the regs and the other thing too that like i haven't come across yet i wonder if there's another we need to actually grab like if there's an actual bear bear regulation book other than just you know like the regular the big game you mean yeah i there and might I be say I, that I don't because think so, like but... we've kind of read through like the colorado big game um magazine thing that they hand out for 2022 and there's not really all that information. But the other thing that now that I'm sitting here re- revisiting the story uh, was that, you know, she was like, well, Colorado is a is a mandatory harvest. Um, or not, well, how she mandatory harvest. Uh, how What were the words she used? She used some like it wasn't they weren't big words. I just can't remember what they were, meaning that, like, you have to non-wasting state or something like that meaning you have to like bring home the meat you can't just leave you can't just shoot the bear skin and take the skull like by law you have to pack out the four quarters the back strap and the and the loins yeah yeah but like i didn't see any of that 
You know what? Because I think that goes for all the animals. I bet it's it's probably not uh, in the bear section, but it's probably in the general section. And I guess I've never really like really thought of that because like, you know, like I usually if I if I leave any meat behind it's because it's like like well in the past it's been cuz I shot and tore up a big chunk of meat that's like unedible. I think that's probably understandable. But at the same time I you know like not like I left like a whole shoulder or something. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you where it kind of gets um because I know somewhere I I've read it before in these in these that you got to take the loins, mm-hmm. and me and you've talked about you know like w- would we do uh, would we do the uh, gutless. the gutless method mm-hmm. or not? And now I I've seen a video where you can still get the loins by doing the gutless method, but um, it's a little tricky, and and a lot of people that do the gutless method actually don't get the loins. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> well, no, one thing too. Kind of just just a side note on that. Like I've I've thought about doing the gutless method because I was like, man, you can leave all that like inside the animal, all the guts, and so you get off like all the the main core of the meat, right? Like all four quarters and the back straps. Uh-huh. And then I was like, well, how much easier is it to mess with all that and then like gut it and like let the guts roll out and then take the loins? You yeah, know? just take it with you. Like it was just a thought that I have. I. You know, evidently, you know, we're so successful that uh, we really don't know what that's like. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was like, I don't think that should be all that hard. But, but anyway, I just thought that, you know, like she, I just, the words that she used, you know, I was like, oh, man, there's a lot more to this than, than what meets the eye. Well, man, it's hard to read everything. Oh, right here. No. Uh, but the other thing too—that's probably gonna sound good on the on the podcast. Going, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Eric likes to use the word "uh" too much. <laughs> um, and then I go, um, one of the things too, it, you know, is that, it, that we probably can transfer over to elk hunting, um. Is the well, Eric's looking at it right now. Well, part of the things I was t- thinking of was uh, evidence of sex. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I could give you a buck and a bull head with antlers and, or horns attached to the carcass, or testicle, scrotum, or penis attached to the carcass. Right. So so you gotta leave. You gotta leave that on the something, quarter. Something. You gotta leave a little something something on there. Yeah. And then uh, doe or cow head, udder, or uh, vulva attached to the carcass. And then black bear, male testes, or penis, female vulva. It was funny, like, when the lady was telling me that, like, <clears throat> can't remember what brought it up, but she's like, you don't have to leave a whole lot on it. It just has to be, like, attached to it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Now it says that though, but like, uh, that's if you're bringing it in, right? Oh, for CWD testing, yeah. So, or even just in the as you're bringing it out of uh, out of the woods, right? Uh oh yeah. Uh, it is legal to have or transport a big game carcass without evidence of sex naturally attached. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Yeah, so last year whenever I got my doe, I didn't really worry about it too much because I didn't, like, skin her out. But <laughs> if I get an elk, I'm going to probably debone right. skin and just throw the meat in there. But I guess I got to... Yeah. You got to leave proof of sex. Proof of sex somehow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so I guess the skinned... I got to leave the skin... The, or what I skin off, I'll have to leave that part of the head or something for till I move out of there. But I think a lot of people, you know, you, you ever notice that a lot of people uh, have their elk head like bone or skinned off and everything and just sitting there. I mean, they're traveling down the road. Now nah, I think some of those guys are just trying to show off what they got, <laughs> but right. uh, I wonder if that's actually illegal. Um, yeah. According, I mean, according to this, that seems like it might be a little bit illegal. If you're supposed to travel out there with it attached to the head. Well, I just, I wonder though, like, if it just means cut, I don't know. I'm starting to split hairs and it doesn't really matter. Or not, it matters, but like, I'm not making sense. Yeah, I know. We kind of went down rabbit holes that we weren't prepared for, I guess. <laughs> That's the problem with having it right here in front of us as we start looking at it. We're going, right. oh, I, we can't just talk off of talk, talk off the top of our domes. <laughs> but the other thing, too, like kind of along the, the proof or whatnot, we were kind of discussing is, uh, is you, you know, your regulations for antlers. Like you got uh, for elk, you know, there is a few, there is some areas where, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a point where there is no point restriction. For elk? For elk. There's a handful of units, but the majority of the units in Colorado, you're uh, four point or better. It has to be just four point on one side, right? Like, or both. It can be a spike on one side, four point on the other. Yeah, the way the way that uh, the way that I understand it. Well, I'll tell you, the easiest way to to figure this out is it's it's a four point bull. Uh, I now the way I read that is it has to be four points on either side, or like it could be like a four points on both sides. So I'm looking at the. At the picture of that they have on, on the website, an illegal bull is four points, or at least four points on one side. Right. So total number of four points, or four points on one side. Right. But the easiest way to to figure that out is is their brow tines with the five inch rule. Right. If they have five inch brow tines, then you're you're probably solid. So uh, we see an elk, make sure it stops, run over and measure its brow time. Which I know, right? That's kind of a tricky one. <laughs> but uh, I think the biggest thing that they're trying to stay away from or, or not do is is basically a spike elk. They don't right. want you to shoot spikes. Yeah. And that's why the brow time rule is in there. But so four points. So it could be basically like a forky with as long massive. as there's four points on the head. Yeah. But you gotta have at least five inch brow tines, also. Or, well, it says or five inch brow tines, right? Yeah. So it says a. Uh, where did it go? 
And Antler Point is a projection. I think it's on this side. Oh my goodness, it was I was reading it somewhere and then, then we get on camera and it just goes away. Um, yeah, trying to be trying to be fast sometimes makes it feel slow. Like trying not to have too much dead air time yeah. makes it then when you're trying to look up something, you're like, oh, this is taking forever. Was it here? So, out see, in most units, bull elk, bull elk taken must have four points or more on one, on one antler, or must have a brow tine that's at least five inches long. The intent. Let's see, the intent of the. Antler point restriction is to increase the number of branched antler bulls reaching two or more years of age. Oh, we were wrong about the four. So it must have. Okay, this this breaks it down. So in most of the units, and this ain't all reunits. There is some no restriction units out there in Colorado, but most of your restrictions are in Colorado, or most of your restriction units. It's four points or more on one antler so it is you have to have at least four points right. on one antler or a brow tine of at least five inches long so it, if you were to shoot a three point on one antler but the brow tines were five inches long you'd still be legal right so earlier we said four inches all together on or oh. four point all together, right? Is that what we said? I think so. But we were wrong about that. So hopefully anybody that said, oh, I think I'm done listening to this podcast and they already turned it off, they're, they're screwed. They're going to go out there and think <laughs> that they can do uh They can hunt whatever they want. Yeah, they can do a four-point <laughs> all together. But, but what it is, but it's four points on one antler and then and then um, or, or five inches long brow tines. Yeah. Which is kind of hard to identify – the five-inch brow tines, but, I mean, I guess if you think you can, then you can. But I think the biggest thing is just try to find a bull with four points on one horn and you're good. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. it comes down to. And most bulls, if they have five-inch brow tines, they probably do have four at least points. four points. <laughs> yeah, right? You would think. Because your brow tines is considered part of the points, Right. Right. But whenever you're reading through these, these uh, when you're reading through these, you know, and, and you're trying to make sense of them, and, and Joe and I, we just started doing it like half hour, hour before, you know, we just come up with a few points that we wanted to talk about today. And uh, you're reading through these, and I think sometimes it's like a little bit of overthinking it. Like it's just not quite spelled out, you know, in a way that makes sense or whatnot. And, right. And then we overthink it because we're trying to make sure that we do the right thing. And it's kind of tough, you know, like the the one thing I hate trying to do, I feel like you're always deciphering brochure books. Right. And trying to figure out what they really mean, you know. And, and yeah. sometimes it might be a little mixture of both. Like they're trying to sound a little too smart for the for the process. And then also we might be overthinking it. A little bit for the process, yeah. But so uh, you got wondering this. This just looked down at this and 
we're talking about uh, head and antlers and camp and going down the road and whatnot. So it says head or skull plate with both antlers naturally attached must accompany the carcass of bulls in camp or in transit, even when the scrotum or testicles are used as evidence of sex. So you can be separated, but they have to be accompanied together. Yeah. So I, um, with that, I, I, I think I get it is, is you kind of got to skin it out at least to the point where, where the evidence of sex is on there. And then, and then, uh, you, then you have to keep, both of those within the same truck. So it's yeah, not like you right, right. send your buddy back to Arkansas with the antlers and you go back to Nevada with the meat. Right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So you got to keep it together. So, yeah. I mean, not keep it together together. You got to keep it everything within the same vessel of travel. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, well, let's go over real quick. So I think we've done a pretty good job on points and how to, how to transport your meat. Okay. Uh, let's just go over real quick and then we'll get out of here is, uh, the hunter orange and pink, the fluorescent orange and pink. Um, a couple things on that is, is basically you have to have 500 square inches of on your outside layer. Now, the one thing that always confuses me, because I don't think we really do it well, mm-hmm. is your pack. Right. It doesn't even say in the regulations, like, your pack hat. It just says your clothes. Right. Your, your outside clothes. Your person, more or less. Yeah. It doesn't say nothing about your pack. And most packs are, don't have a... Some do. I think yours has an orange thing, right? Like whenever, Well, yeah, my meat shelf. Your I meat pull shelf, it out, yeah. It, that's orange. But some packs, like my pack, doesn't have anything orange on it. No, I take that back. I think the rain cover is orange. Doesn't matter. Anyway, point is, is, is it doesn't have a lot of orange on it. And uh, so I always wonder that. I'm like, well, you know, me and you, we carry packs every time we go out. Like, does that have to be orange? Because it doesn't really specify that I've seen. Right. But you got to have 500 square inches of, of orange on your body, on your outside layer. And then for your cap, you have to have a cap that has 300, or sorry, uh, orange all the way around your head, 360 uh, degree view of orange on your head. Um, and for for Colorado, now whenever you're uh, archery hunting, um, how do I? So during the archery season, from what I read was you don't have to have orange but it is highly recommended during the muzzleloader season right because the muzzleloader starts and ends within the within the archery season within the archery season yeah so which this year is between the september 10th and the 18th i believe Mm. so it's kind of i i can't remember for sure but i feel like last year it was it, it was like the third week of of honey, I could be wrong about that, but it was like the third week of the elk hunt, and then and then. Uh, but this year, it's like basically the second weekend gotcha. of elk hunt. So, um, so yeah, so 
Make sure you wear your orange during any rifle season, but archery season you do you don't it's not required, but it is recommended right. during the muzzleloader season. And um, with that, Joe, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, hunting season's coming up. Uh, start getting your packs ready. We'll air this one, and then the season will have started the following week. And yes, and so just. Uh, get the, that fine final tuning and prep for the season alright guys so this one uh, we were kind of a little all over the place I mean we were kind of structured but then it was kind of all over the place at times because we were trying to do some research so hopefully this sound, it, it, it turns into a good one I'm, I'm hoping that it was informative um, let us know if this is something that you like we could probably do more of it to where we're uh, where we're uh, doing a little bit of research in the regulations or something, leave a comment, tell us if you like that or not. With that said, guys, thanks for listening to the Struggling Hunters. Thanks for all the support that you give us. Thanks for subscribing and liking our vi- to our videos. And thanks for listening to us on the pl- podcast form like Apple or Spotify. We really appreciate all your support. Thank you, guys. You guys are part of an awesome community joining us in the Hunt Shack. We appreciate everything that you do. Have a good one. We're out of here. Bye.